Welcome back to the Nullified Take, where we've got the TNT takes for you on Australian Survivor, Blood versus Water. I've just finished episode 7 for this uh, season, and if you haven't seen it yet, please tune out now, because spoilers will be ahead. We are going to talk about everything that happened here in episode 7, more so specifically the top 5 takeaways for me from this specific episode. Um, we have to start with number 1, the tribe swap. We knew it was coming and they obviously previewed it after episode six last week but you know boy oh boy did it bring a real shake up to this game and it's going to be interesting to see what my top five will look like at the end of this week we now no longer have one of those players still in the game that was in my top five um, and obviously we will talk about that a little bit later on in the top five takeaways because um, it definitely was one of the highlights of this episode but you know the tribe swap happened and with the tribe swap mark gets a no buff so basically he gets the opportunity to choose which tribe he wants to go to he could either go to the newly formed blood tribe or he can go to the water tribe and the thing that really i think shocked a lot of people in the game and definitely shocked his wife sam was that mark decided not to join her at this point um i think that for sam this is a really really bad thing that mark decided not to join her in her tribe um, but for mark potentially this could work out extremely well since he's got a lot of alliance members um, in the tribe that he does end up on the blood tribe uh, if you look at it Sam ends up on a tribe with uh, Jesse and Michelle, who are both people she's worked with before, and specifically Jesse. He's one of those close allies that she's got in the game and that she thinks she can go deep with, but she doesn't have a lot of other really close allies with her in that tribe. And more so importantly, she's got, you know, we heard about Sandra having a nemesis, Dave, which I think is a bit played up for the show, but I do think that between Sophie and Sam, there's no love lost on that specific tribe and for her to fall into a tribe with Sophie, uh, KJ, Croc, potentially Cr Chrissy will work with Croc. I think they're going to work very closely together. And Ben, Sam could definitely be in danger. And I think a large part of her really wanting Mark to join her tribe was her really understanding the position that she's currently in within this game, which is going to be um, a very treacherous water for her to navigate through in the next episode. And I'm really excited to see where that's going to play out for her. But Mark lands in a tribe with a majority and a lot of his alliance members like Jordy, uh, Jay, Nina, Shay, and Mel, they're all in the same tribe as her. So I think that with that, uh, Mark probably made a really good decision for himself. And he realized that, you know, at the moment, they don't need to play together. That's something that put a target on them. Previously, Sam acknowledges that as well, even though she's a bit annoyed at him, uh, which is fair. And he decides to stay separate from her at this stage in the game and hoping that they can both make it to the merge where they've got a, a different factions or different alliances in both tribes that they can then bring together to run the season and i tell you what if mark and sam both gets to the merge we may be in for a bit of a boring merge um you know from there on out because i do think that with the experience that they've got and the two types of players that they are, they definitely can take control of this game and maybe it becomes very straightforward and boring. So I don't know if it's going to be the best thing for the show if they do get there together. Um, I would say that at this stage, I'm still more worried about Sam than Mark at this stage. But the tribe swap was exciting to see and that's my number one takeaway for this episode. 
Number two uh, is the tribes that, uh, you know, they have a great reward challenge here for hot dogs. And I tell you what, man, like these guys in Australia, they compete for hot dogs. I mean, the amount of calories that they would burn doing those challenges, I kind of feel like they probably wouldn't even put that back with having the hot dogs. But obviously, momentum in this game is going to be very important. And this is going to be the first challenge that they win um, in this episode. But it also gives them momentum and food in their bellies when it comes to the immunity challenge later on. So uh, they do end up going in a head-to-head tug of war with two rowboats. Um, we again see Mark in a leadership position where he's trying to tell his team how to win the challenge. And we see Sandra potentially struggling here. Uh, we know that with the votes, they're going to think very much about physical strength later on when it comes to the vote. So the, the story is that she's struggling a little bit here, but Mark is trying to lead the tribe to a victory, which the boys get to win. The mixed team, they don't get a win for Mark's tribe. And then obviously um, the ladies versus as ladies they don't get the win so ultimately the water tribe is going to win this challenge this also leads us into what I think is the third big moment for this episode. Um, Chrissy really disappeared after having a big first week, and uh, she's someone that I really enjoy on the show. Uh, I know that when it comes to non-fans playing the show, there's always a lot of criticism from fans sometimes saying, why do we get someone playing this game that has never seen it before? We want true fans of the show to be there. I really enjoy it when we don't have OnlyFans playing this show because um, it brings someone like a Chrissy into the game and she can learn and adapt on the show. Let's not forget that some of the best players that's ever played this game weren't necessarily fans before they played and that there were pioneers and then there were followers who tried to work on the strategies that other people have put out there. And one of the things that I'm really impressed with with Chrissy is that in this episode, She's sitting down, she's having a conversation, in her words, she's being lazy, but she spots a clue on the side of the hot dog card, and she walks over to it, she gets herself more hot dog, and she talks while she's there, and gets the clue without anybody noticing. She's obviously going to share this information with Croc, um, who's her right-hand person and uh, brother-in-law here in this game. And Croc and her, they go on a bit of an idol hunt, ultimately finding it, um, reading the clue, and Croc using that skills or, the, I guess, the knowledge that Chrissy has with being in that tribe for so long to find that clue, which was um, a really good teamwork by them there. But Croc keeps the idol and tells Chrissy here, we've got to keep this a secret. We can't tell anyone. This is something that... Sandra has taught him. It's something that he's learned and he's going to keep. And I really do hope that they do keep this a secret because we've seen Khan is a massive threat because everybody knows he's got an idol. Shay is a massive threat, which you know could have been one of the top five moments here, but I didn't uh, put it into my top fives. But still, she plays an idol this episode when she didn't really need to because she's paranoid that people know that she's got an idol. So when you really think about it, having an idol, um, I've, I understand that I've had co-hosts sometimes on the podcast telling me that it can be a very valuable tool. I think in the, the right circumstances, if, if you're at the bottom, you're scrambling, maybe you can use that as a leverage but at this point croc's got no reason to tell anybody and chrissy's got no reason to tell anybody about this idol the only two people who need to know about it is them and i think that keeping it a secret will not put a target on their back and that is kind of why sandra gave these guys this season that advice do not tell anybody and i endorse that i think that um she knows best she's played this a few times and it could work out really well for them down the line. So really happy to see the Chrissy and Croc content and them getting back together here in this game. 
Now, number four um, is that the Blue Tribe ultimately is going to win another immunity challenge. And with that, winning another immunity challenge, um, a lot of it came down to the likes of Mel and also Sandra struggling throughout the obstacle course part of this. Um, Sandra obviously trying to give Nina a little bit of advice towards the end with her experience on how to do the maze. Um, the maze was quite interesting because you had two people that had to control that table maze, or sorry, four people, and then you had one caller at the top telling them what to do, or um, I think the most effective way is to have one person do it. Um, in any case, and Khan really steps up. Now, Khan is someone that we didn't get to see too much of um but i think that he's going to slide back into the background a little bit not that khan is someone that can stay in the background i'm sure as soon as the votes come up he's going to want to take some control again in that tribe but this shakeup may work out really well for khan here where he doesn't necessarily become a target unless people find out he's got an idol which let's be honest if one person knows you've got an idol everybody's going to find out about it eventually um and he could still be a threat or a target and it could be taken out early but i do like this position for khan he's a hero early on here uh, being the person that's the communicator and he gets that second win for them here in this episode and very importantly this keeps the likes of sam away from tribal council we did see that scene where sophie and sam spoke about what happened and sam tried to deflect a little bit um and saying that, listen, I was kind of brought into the hammock late. They told me the plan. They already had the vote. So, you know, I just had to go with it. I don't know how much of that uh, Sophie actually believed. I think that Sophie is a, a seasoned campaigner. She doesn't look like she stands any falls in her life. And I think that she might read through this and think, hey, Sam, like you could have given me a heads up or, you know, the boys were, they could even say that the, that Sam and them spoke to the boys afterwards. We don't know what kind of conversations happened, um, but a lot of the boys kind of ignored Sam, oh, not Sam, Sophie after that. So um, if you think about it, I think that Again, it's just setting up that head clash that's going to happen. So this kind of saves both Sophie and Sam here with um, Water winning the specific uh, immunity challenge for them. Now, the biggest takeaway and takeaway five for this episode is obviously the Queen Sandra Diaz Twine ultimately being voted out here and Nina becoming um, the second person to vote out her mother in Survivor history. Uh, if you ever watched the Blood versus Water uh, seasons over in the US, Nina's not the first to do so. Um, what I found really interesting about this vote and with Nina specifically uh, voting against her mother is that it didn't look like her tribe or her alliance members told her where the vote was going to go um, since she asked them to not keep her in the loop if that was going to happen. But yet, it does look like she kind of put two and two together in the tribal council that that was what was going to happen and she wanted to show that she is still willing to vote her mother out now i'm a little bit worried what this is going to mean for nina in the future i think sandra really clearly articulated something that we've seen this season a trend this season and that is that if you lose your partner in the game your social capital or your value within the game becomes less in this specific season of blood versus water in australia uh, so what's going to happen with nina now you've only got nina i believe and dave still in the game who do not currently have any partners so therefore um could become expendable you know i'd hope that people want to use them and think listen they've got nowhere else to go they've got no allegiances to someone else let's keep them close let's have them as a vote but um, i'm a little bit more hopeful for nina at this stage that she can recover compared to dave who's become um, a little bit of a non-entity and we don't really see much of his thinking or strategic thought in the game so i'm a little bit worried for dave definitely but sandra 
Day 16, again, it hurts. You know, she's not been able to get past day 16 since she's won the show for a second time. Uh, but like she says, you know, the queen will stay queen. And um, I have to say that, you know, my my love for Sandra as a player has grown and grown over the years. And it's funny that... Um, that I've almost liked her more in the seasons that she hasn't won. And to some degree, you know, I, I was kind of hoping that there was a non-elimination at the end or um, she had to go to the edge of extinction or something like that, because if she had to go to the edge of extinction, it could have been really fun to see her um, be there and hopefully not quit this time uh, like she did in Winners at War, which uh, I kind of feel like, you know, Sandra said she didn't mind walking away from that, even though some people called it a quit. Other people said, didn't matter um you know i was kind of like 50 50 on it to be honest because i'm not a big fan of the edge but it would have been interesting to see if she would stick it out now that her daughter is in the game because there's something else in the game that she potentially would want to go back to to help and assist her daughter maybe get to the end and win this title but she doesn't end up getting there and for me sandra coming here playing the show and absolutely mopping the floor with Russell Hans, who was the only other US player to do it. It really proves why Sandra is a great player. I mean, she should not have been able to get past week one. She's won the show twice. Yes, she's not a physical threat. Yes, she's not in the same shape she was or as young as she was when she first played this game. But that experience really does count for something. And you, again, just see it in this tribal council, the way that people respect her when she talks and potentially in swaying people's minds. And I think she made a really good point at tribal council when she spoke about the alphas and you know i've been a very big supporter of mark this season i think that he's playing a great game uh, i haven't necessarily changed my mind on him being my number one pick to win this season um but she brought up something that is going to be very interesting you know come merge time she said that in this game the weak will always team up and go after the strong and take them out so if you don't have numbers when you get to the merge, as soon as you don't win an immunity, you're out. And I think that that is true. You know, there's a lot of alphas running this. Geordie tried to step up, become the main alpha or the person who made this massive big move to take out Sandra. But how big of a move is it really to take out Sandra at this time? You know, in my opinion, yes, she's the queen. Yes, she gets some credit for it. But yeah, I mean, she had a massive target coming in. So I, I don't see that as, as big of a move, really. Um, and he's got this little tick that he's taken her out but you just did the right thing you did what you should have done it's in my opinion not that impressive not yet so i'm still the jury's still out on geordie's game i want to see him continue to play and um you know it's great to see him take some strategic direction this season but let's see him continue on with that trend so those are my biggest takeaways here. Early thoughts on episode seven for Australian Survivor, Blood versus Water. Um, if you guys like this type of content, you want me to continue to drop maybe my biggest five takeaways, I will continue to do later in the week. Um, uh, after all three episodes have done, I will do early this week, probably on Wednesday or yeah, probably Wednesday evening, straight after the, the last episode has dropped on Tuesday. I will bring up my top five players for this week and why I think they're in my top five. And then towards the end of the week um, on Saturday, I will have up the next episode that we do for the podcast and we'll talk about this week in a little bit more depth. Um, so I look forward to bringing all this content to you for Australian Survivor. I hope you guys are enjoying this. Put a like on this. It lets me know that you guys are liking it. Put a comment down there. Tell me why I'm wrong. 
What did you think of Sandra's outing there this season? Do you think that she represented the US show well? Um, and who do you think you know is going to be uh, on the chopping block next time? Do you think that Sam is in more danger than Sophie, or is it Sophie that's in more danger compared to Sam? Uh, I, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts. And I hope you guys enjoyed this. Check out the podcast we did over the weekend, um, and I will catch you tomorrow night when I do the same thing for episode eight. Talk to you later. Bye.